when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Soto Mojo Podcast. Uh, this is Colby Patnode and I'm joined as always by Ty Gonzalez. Ty, how you doing today? Doing pretty well. Uh, I watched the, uh, the whole uh, Star Wars celebration panel for episode 9. Dealt with all their, you know, garbage questions like, hey, Anthony Daniels, if C-3PO was real, would you would you buy one? Like, okay. Uh, but I, 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 you know, fought my way through that and saw the trailer and it was pretty sweet. So, yeah, today's off to a good start. And the Mariners 13-2 and two, and, uh, you know, got got a couple of big series coming up. So a lot of exciting things coming up. Also Sunday, Game of Thrones, pretty big. So, yeah. It's a good day, man. Two weeks, of, yeah. uh, what? Two weeks from today, uh, Endgame comes out. So, yeah. Uh, and you got the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs going on right now. A lot of, lot of cool things happening just everywhere in terms of media. I didn't know the N- NBA had playoffs. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, as you mentioned, the Mariners are thirteen and two, and they get there with a rare four-game sweep over the Kansas City Royals. And before we take a look at the upcoming series against the Houston Astros, let's go back and let's talk about that series against the Royals because um, got to see a little bit of everything in that series. The first two games you kind of saw really kind of typical Mariners just kind of get to a pitcher at one point, big inning, went big. Um, but the last two you saw uh, a bit of come from behind victories or um, – least wins in the ninth inning so ty i guess just your overall impressions of that uh four game sweep in kansas city yeah i mean uh you know like you said the first two games went uh pretty much how the rest of the season has gone uh just the mariners really just working uh the opposing pitch you know starting pitcher down to the bone you know scoring a, a whole lot of runs you know obviously you had the the, the edwin hitting you know edwin hitting two home runs in one inning and all that uh, that was great, but I was really intrigued by the last two games. Uh, the resilience shown yesterday, they really had no business being in that ball game whatsoever. Um, but, you know, sixth inning came around. Jorge Lopez came out of the ball. Uh, you know, once Jorge Lopez came out of the ball game after, you know, D got the home run and um, Mitch had the uh, the sack fly uh, to score Malik's. Um, at, at that point, you know, you kind of felt like they were going to do something. And then, you know, Eric Swanson came in and Tim Beckham had the error and all that. And the and the, uh, the Royals, you know, got up 6-3. It felt like, okay, that's probably it, right? Mm-hmm. But they just keep coming. And, you know, obviously they, they needed a bit of luck to do it. Uh, you know, Billy Hamilton had that ball in his glove or at the top of his glove. And he just basically closed his glove too early. And, you know, ran into the wall and hope he's okay. Um, but, uh, you know, they were down to their last strike and they they tied the game up. And obviously, you know, our our favorite large adult son came through with the with the game winner. And man, it's 
I I don't know how they're doing it, but they keep winning and it's really fun. Um, I mean, we we saw, like you said, we saw everything. We saw everything that's kind of made this whole season up. Uh, you've seen the defensive struggles. You saw bullpen struggles. You saw, uh, you know, the offense finally come back down to the uh, to earth for a little bit. You know, for half a game, <laughs> and uh, and they still found ways to win. And obviously, you know, the Royals—they're a bad team right now. They're, you know, they've lost ten in a row. Really, Whit Merrifield is their only, you know, well, you know, in Mondesi, those are the only two guys that are really doing a whole lot for them on a consistent basis. And uh, you know, they're, you know, for as bad as our bullpen has been, theirs is even worse. Theirs was absolutely hopeless against the Mariners offense. And, um, yeah, I, you know, you saw the Mariners take advantage of a, of a bad team, like, um, uh, like good baseball teams should do. And, you know, that's, um, that's nice to see. Yeah. It's, um, it was really interesting because like you mentioned defensively, it was a pretty bad series and you could, it was funny to see like the difference in particularly outfield defense in this series where Terrence Gore and Billy Hamilton and Alex Gore, and they're basically running down everything. And meanwhile, Domingo Santana can't catch a routine fly ball. Um, and Malik Smith has a cover some ground and makes it tries to make a diving catch and it just clangs off his glove. And you're just sitting there like, I mean, geez, Louise, uh, this is not good. And, the Royals in particular, you think would be a pretty difficult matchup for the Mariners because when you're not a great defensive team, that speed that they have can put a lot of pressure on you. Um, and it did. Um, the Royals gave them, gave the Mariners all they could handle the last two days. Um, and the Mariners just, uh, they just persevered and they, uh, they did what they always do or what they have done this year. And they just hit, um, that lineup, man, it just, it's so deep and it just keeps coming. And, you know, Jorge Lopez was cruising um, through five, really. And then when they take him out of the six, you look at it, and he had 90 pitches thrown. And you're like, it didn't seem like he was anywhere close to 90. Um, even in the innings where they're not scoring runs, they are, for the most part, making the pitcher work. Um, they're trying to get into that bullpen. Um, it's inter- Right now, there's not a lot of good bullpens in baseball. Um, it's not just the Mariners who are struggling um, in the bullpen. There's a lot of really bad mediocre bullpens um but other even than that, look at good teams like the dodgers the cubs yep. the, Phil- the phillies are having a lot of issues right now yeah the i think i i read somewhere that like the bullpen eras are up like half a run this year already um so it's it's not uh it's not a good year for the bullpen so the mariners aren't alone in their struggles um and obviously you saw the royals uh pitiful bullpen um blow uh not two leads they blew one lead um and then they uh boxberger gave up the home run to hanniger in the top of the ninth um for that but speaking of bullpens i thought you saw quite a bit of a uh, promise from the mariners bullpen uh this series um you know obviously like eric swanson makes his debut i thought he looked really good a couple of uh chintzy little hits uh really throw off the uh throw off the final line, but I thought he looked good. Uh, Connor Sedzik, um, he looked, he might be something there. Cause that's 98 with a pretty good breaking ball. Um, yep. 
if he throws strikes and uh, he has any kind of command whatsoever, that could be a really good, uh, really good addition there. Even Corey Guerin came in and he looked okay um, yesterday. Uh, we, we've seen Anthony Swarzak. He looks really good. That slider is nice. Uh, the fastball's in the mid-90s. Elias is really starting to establish himself. Brandon Brennan, uh, again, he struggled for the first time all year. Um, what was that, Friday or Saturday night? Um, um, I think it was – wasn't it against the Royals that he yeah, struggled? Yeah, it was – So that would have that would have been like um, Tuesday night or Monday night. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was. I'm yeah. thinking ahead. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, and then yesterday he comes in and he just looks unhittable. Um, strikes out the side. That the changeup is just straight filth. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're starting to see a bullpen kind of take shape. And no, it's not. It's not going to be good. Um, but I think it's something that could evolve into league average. Um, and with the Mariners' offense, that might be enough to win you some ball games. So. Um, yeah. yeah, overall, I just, I thought the series, like I said, had a little bit of everything. Um, and you know, don't discount, Oh, it's just the Royals. It's really hard to sweep a four game series against anybody. It's really well, hard. And, and like we talked about, you know, the, the Royals give a team like the Mariners fits and there aren't a lot of, uh, teams out there, even, even the good ones that are as athletically gifted as the Royals. Right. Um, they, they have a lot of speed, you know, the, the, uh, the third game in the series when they had Gore and Hamilton and Merrifield in their, in their outfield, just everything hit out there was caught. Um, it, you know, those are, those are teams that while they probably won't win a lot of games this year, they will give good teams fits depending on the matchups. They mm-hmm. are a matchup nightmare. Um, and to see, and they are definitely a matchup nightmare, as you said, for the, for the Mariners. And as you saw the Mariners, they really just don't care <laughs> about any of that. They don't care about the odds being against them. They don't care about the matchups. They don't care about anything. They're just going to go out there. They're going to hit and pitch at a passable level and win games. Yeah. And so far they've won uh, 13 of their 15 and, you know, the uh, standard disclaimer here, if not for two uh, bad outings from a bullpen from two guys who aren't part of your future, they would be undefeated right now, uh, 15 games in. So um, also real fast, uh, that last home run, that Vogel back hit, did you see the did you see the numbers on that? I didn't, but I assume the exit velocity on it is pretty high. Uh, I think it was right at like 114. Um uh-huh. But perhaps more impressively, the launch angle was 17 degrees. <laughs> he like he literally he hit like a two iron out to out to left uh, right center field for a game winning home run. Like, yeah, and, it's, and that home run was very similar to the one that he hit against the Angels. Um, yeah. wasn't wasn't as you know far out of the zone as the or as the other one, but uh, you know he had to go below his knees to get mm-hmm. that. And like you said, you know, two iron, you know, he golfed it <laughs> like and it was a line drive and it got out of there and no later than like two seconds. <laughs> like it was that quick. It just, yeah, it just it left the park in a hurry. You know, going back real quick to the to the bullpen. 
Uh, the Mariners, to begin the, the season through the first week of the season, they were um, 29th out of the 30 uh, bullpens by Fangraph's metrics. They were like a negative 0.8 in F4. Mm-hmm. They brought that back up. They're now just at zero, and they are 20th, which is better than the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Mets, the Rangers, uh, the and the Braves. So those are you know yeah. teams that are off to really good starts, and they're having a lot of bullpen struggles you know and then you look at a team like uh like the orioles who are at the bottom and they're already a negative 1.2 f4 for their bullpen that's pretty sad but you know but i mean you know you even look at the braves the braves are 29th uh they're negative 0.8 their bullpen has a 649 fip right now you know that i mean (laughs) you know you're talking about you know uh the whole craig kimbrell situation and all that i mean no one's giving that guy a call, especially like the Phillies. You know, David Robertson's been awful. Yeah, so. yeah. And, so there's, uh, and there's, the Mariners are right, right behind the Phillies right now. The Phillies are nineteenth, Mariners are twentieth. Right, and I think if the Mariners stay in that range, if the bullpen isn't a net loss, then I think uh, you consider that a success. Um, like I said, I think we said at the beginning of the year, um, if you can find one or two of these guys to be a part of your bullpen going forward, then you had a good year out of your bullpen. Um, so, yeah, if they're going to be a zero war, um, you know, for an entire season, it's going to be tough to win, you know, keep up your current pace. But also you're going to you're going to be fine um, with the offense. Yeah. So um, and, the, know, and the Mariners right now, they're they are fourth in innings pitch from their relievers. Um Right. So, you know, they're 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 using their bullpen a lot. And for them, you know, for all we've said about them, for them to pitch that many innings, you know, 55 and two thirds so far for them to pitch that many innings and just be at an even uh, F4 is uh, it's pretty remarkable. Actually, this uh, this past week, they've they've improved quite a lot. Right. And it, it, it looks like it just from watching the games. Um, yeah. You're still not at the point where you're like, OK, we got this. Um but it's just it's so funny the number of times we watch the bullpen blow a lead and it's like one guy and then the other three guys they bring in all look really good that day. Um, so it's just, it's just funny how I mean how often that's happened. But uh, right, I mean it is what it is. And uh, speaking of bullpens, the Mariners made a couple moves that we should mention today. Uh, Matt Festa and Eric Swanson have been sent down to Tacoma. I think we all saw that coming with Eric Swanson. Uh, Matt Fest is a bit of a surprise, but he had really struggled his last couple outings. Um, and coming up in their place is um, uh, Sean Armstrong, who may be the closer now. Um, he was certainly kind of the backup plan if Strickland was hurt and all that stuff. So uh, Armstrong, we we know, uh, he looked okay. Uh, so that's, that's one addition. The other one, um, somebody we haven't seen much of, but it's Ruben Alanis, um, who I know uh, looked really good in spring training. He threw, he hit like 97 miles per hour with a pretty decent breaking ball. Um, so he will come up, and I believe uh, he will make his major league debut sometime during the Astro series. So um, uh, Festa and Swanson are down, and Alanis and uh, Armstrong are up. Um, what do you think about that, Ty? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm not sure if like Armstrong is necessarily the de facto closer now, but 
Um, you know, I think they they'll still go by committee by committee, or at least lean towards Swarzak. Um, you know, for for the interim period at least. Um, and Swarzak's look look good so far, so I'm fine with rolling with that. Armstrong, um, you know, he he didn't have a great spring. Obviously, was dealing with some discomfort, and that's why he landed on the injured list. Uh, so maybe that affected. Uh, how you know his performance um but he looked good last year you know he mm-hmm. he was kind of in in the running with with Hunter Strickland and Swarzak for that closer role so uh i assume that he'll he'll slowly be uh put into a, a more uh high leverage role right. as he gets more time under his belt um Alanis as you said you kind of covered what's impressive about him uh, really excited to 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 see um, what their plan is for him. He's he's you know just one of those guys that just kind of comes out of nowhere for you and gives you solid innings out of the bullpen. And you know he's got he's got the velocity. There's a lot to work with there. Uh, so that's interesting. I am a little surprised uh, uh, actually by by Swanson getting sent down because I do think that uh, Kikuchi's. Um, like one inning start is going to be the his next appearance against Cleveland. I think that's what their plan is. So I was a little surprised that they didn't have that set up for Swanson to pitch in that game, but I guess they'll go with uh, Elias um, to take over after that. Uh, so yeah, so that's a little surprising. Festa uh, going down. Uh, it's a little surprising, but considering that he was struggling with uh, to find his command over his last couple of appearances and you know gave up a couple runs here um it's good to to let him go down to Tacoma and figure things out and just get back on the horse before he comes back up uh you said that you know before we were in the pre-show that you um that you kind of hope that he's being sent down uh to be a starter uh, I I hope so too. I I think there's a lot there that he could work with to be a starter. I I think he has um, major league starter stuff uh, in his repertoire. He's just gotta gotta work that out, and hopefully they give him an opportunity to do so. Um, but I'm also not holding my breath on that. Right. So, um, but yeah, I think you know the moves uh, overall they make sense. Like I said, I was a little more surprised about the Swanson thing than most. Um, just because of Kikuchi's situation, but um, yeah, I think it's fine. And uh, you know, you got the guys like like Brennan and, and Swarzak who are are showing you quite a lot, and uh, you you have guys that are performing well enough to to put into high leverage roles and take some pressure off of you know Armstrong and Alanis to not you know be. Um, high leverage with relievers right out of the gate, especially Armstrong. Right. That being said, you know, Alan East is just randomly going to get a save opportunity at some point. So probably, yeah, <laughs> that's the Mariners way. They have six different pitchers with a save this year, um, yep. which by the way is how it should be. But um, anyways, uh, so let's go ahead and let's take a look at, um, I would say the biggest series of the year. Um, and I mean, obviously it's, we're, 15 games into the year. So uh, it's not, it's not hard to be the biggest series of the year, but the Houston Astros do come to town. Um, they are on fire. They have won six in a row. Uh, same as Mariners, I believe, or pretty, pretty similar um, win streaks there. Yeah. Six yeah. in a row, six in a row. Um, 
And they're the class of your division. Um, right now, you're up four games on them uh, yep. in the standings, but they're easily the best team in your division. They're expected. They're they are uh, World Series contenders, um, and they're a really good squad. And they are coming into town. This is kind of a measuring stick series for the Seattle Mariners. Um, pitching matchups definitely favor Houston, uh, but to be fair, that was probably going to be the case no matter who they threw out there uh, tonight. Seven ten first pitch. Uh, Wade Miley, uh, I would say a former friend of the Mariners, but uh, he was not he was not particularly well liked uh, in Seattle. Wade <laughs> Miley takes the ball for the Houston Astros. He will be opposed by Wade LeBlanc um, tomorrow, Saturday, 610, uh, a game that I will be at. Uh, Justin Verlander versus Felix Hernandez. Man, that matchup five, six years ago, whew, that would be must-see TV now. You hope Felix doesn't embarrass himself. And the <laughs> and going into Sunday, uh, the I want to say the Aces, but I put both of these guys in the same category is a little insulting. But it's uh, Garrett Cole uh, versus Marco Gonzalez for the Sunday one o'clock game. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, pitching matchups definitely favor Houston. So Ty, uh, what are your expectations for this series? What are your minimum acceptable uh, outcomes? I, this is, uh, you know, I have no idea because the Mariners have played two good teams or what we consider good teams, the A's and the, and the Red Sox, but those two teams are dealing with some issues right now to start the season. So it's hard to really judge where they are. The Astros, however, are playing good baseball right now. They did get off to a little slow start, but they, they handled, uh, the A's and, and Yankees appropriately. Um, in their last two series, you know, their, their lineup is stacked Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Springer, Chirinos, Brantley, you know, and, and they have speed just like the, the Royals and it's, you know, Tony Kemp and Altuve and, and Correa and Springer. Those guys are, are going to give you some problems. Um, so I don't know, but again, this team finds ways to win and, you know, it defies all logic that the Mariners could beat this team when you look at them on paper. But <laughs> I mean, they've surprised us so far. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it might happen again. Um, yeah, the the pitching matchups—they're, <laughs> uh, they are they are something else. Um, but. You know, Verlander's off to kind of a poor start right now. 4-7-4 FIP. Uh, funny enough, Felix actually has a better FIP than he does. Uh, to be right fair, now, Felix so basically skipped a start, so. Yeah, um, yeah, so. And the, and the other start was against the Angels. But it's just funny to see. <laughs> it is. Yeah, um, so, um, real, but yeah. real quick, here, here's some fun numbers about the Mariners' uh, three starting pitchers. In this series, uh, last year against Houston, Wade LeBlanc made four starts and posted a 6.75 ERA. Felix wow. Hernandez against the Astros also made, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, this is over the past four years, so really ever since the Astros got good. Um, Felix Hernandez in his career, one and four with an 8.56 ERA. <laughs> but all is not lost because last year, Marco Gonzalez against the Houston Astros. Went 0 and 2 with a 12.91 ERA in two starts. So things are looking up. Yeah, yeah. I mean things yeah. can only get better, right? Yeah, I mean, 
Oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, just looking at the matchups, it doesn't look great. Um, you know, Cole's dominant. Uh, Verlander's dominant. Wade Miley, he was okay last year for the for the Brewers. They they, you know, the Brewers rotation wasn't really that great last year, uh, and they they put him into some key situations. You think about that that one game where they uh, where Craig Council just ran him out there for like two batters or something, mm-hmm. just to uh, what was it to throw off the matchups? Yeah, <laughs> for the for the Dodgers lineup, like so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Wade Miley is an interesting uh, guy, but yeah, you know, the Mariners' offense—they've been really good. And um, if they can work, their, if they can work these guys down to the bullpen, you know, the, the Astros—they have a good bullpen with Davinsky and 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 uh, and uh, the Presley. the person who, yeah, and Presley and is uh, yeah, and the person who we, we will not name ever on this podcast. Um, yeah, you know they they have a group, great group of guys. That's why they're one of the favorites to win the World Series this year. But the Mariners, they're they're just they're just who they are, and they just keep winning. So you never know. But right now, on paper, it looks like a sweep for the for the Astros. Um, right. But uh, yeah, you were asking me what's an acceptable uh, outcome. I mean. One win, I guess. I I don't know. Like I'm fine if they get swept because even if they get swept, they're still in the division lead. They have the four game lead right now, so it's not like it's. But I mean, like who really cares about standings at this time of year? But still, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, like it's not going to affect, um, like where the Mariners are seated right now. Right. But uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know. It doesn't look great, but you just you never know. I mean, right. it just it happens. It just the, that's baseball, and and really the you know the the oddities of uh, that make up baseball. You know, for for all the years that it's existed, that they're, they're kind of <laughs> the 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 uh, the Mariners are kind of the poster boys for those oddest oddities uh, this year, and it's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, you just remember even last year, Verlander was on a roll and he came in. They were down in Houston and Verlander was on the mound. And I think the Mariners scored like seven runs and in two innings off of the guy. Um, yeah. And he he was ejected because he balked and he didn't think he did because Justin Verlander's perfect. Um, it was a balk, by the way. Uh, I can't that was think. that was the game where uh, Mitch finally the hit first, the leadoff, yeah, right? The first, yeah. he hit a leadoff home run, I believe. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was a double, but, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> that, it was that, a home run. Yeah, that was the game. Yeah. I, I remember. And they went down there and they swept the Astros in four games. Um, so anything's possible. Uh, yeah. I said it's baseball, but yeah, I, I would say if you find a way to win one of these games, I'd be pretty happy. Um, if you want to see the baseball world explode, go take two out of three. Like <laughs> if you, yeah. if, if you want to see people, Stand up and go. Wait a minute here. Let's let's look at this Mariners team. Go win the series, or better yet, sweep them. See what so, see what kind of the narrative is you get after you sweep the Astros, because that would be interesting. So I got a I got a couple questions for you. One is over under how or let's set the over under at two. 
how many home runs or how many leadoff home runs to start the game is uh, George Springer going to hit? Uh, the start, it's at two. I'm going to put the over-under at two, and I think that's generous, <laughs> especially given that Felix is on the mound for one of them. Um, I don't know. I would probably push it, too, but if I had to pick an over-under, I'll take the under because I think Felix is going to hit Springer um, in his first <laughs> at-bat. And then um, I think he'll fly out to the warning track against LeBlanc tonight, and then I guess he'll probably tag Marco on Sunday. So, uh, yeah. I'll take. I'll say he hits one. Um, not feeling very good about that at all, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean that guy just. I mean, he does it to the Rangers all the time. Like you think it happens to us all the time. He does. Jesus, look at every time he goes to Texas. <laughs> like, uh, and then the other question that I wanted to ask was, if the Mariners were to uh, to sweep the Astros, how would you feel about this team? Would it change your opinion about them? Um, I I think it would have to a little bit, um, because at that point you're you're what fourteen games over. Two. Yeah, you're yeah. fourteen games over five hundred. You're up seven games on the Astros. Um, yeah, I think it would change it a little bit, but I still wouldn't change my plan at all. You know, like I'm not. I'm not going to be like, oh, so, oh, you know what? Maybe we should sign Craig Kimbrell. No, you shouldn't. No, yeah. you shouldn't sign Dallas Keuchel. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, would it change? Expect maybe a little, um, but it's not. There's nothing that they could do in April. They could go, you know, twenty three and two in April, and I'd still be like, okay, well, I mean, cool. Just keep on work, working with what you have, and I'll talk to you again in, you know the middle of June or July 1st. Um, there's just, there's not a lot that you can do to move me off my, uh, my idea for what the Mariners should be doing. Um, but again, if you get into July and we're talking about being, you know, four games up on the Astros for first place or, you know, or, you know, you're two games back and you have a six game lead in the wild cards, you know, just random scenario like that, then yeah, then, then I'll change my tune and it'll be, we'll be talking a lot about who you can add. Um, but yeah, they sweep the Astros right now. It'll be awesome. It'll be a lot of fun. And we'll come in on uh, Monday and we will just talk mad, mad uh, crap about how the Mariners are the best team ever. And yada, yada, <laughs> yada. And that, that'll be after, of course, we talk about game of Thrones, but um, yeah, it just, you know, I'm not, there's, like I said, there's just nothing they can do in April that is going to dramatically sway me off the course. And I don't think there's anything that the, that uh, Jerry DePoto can see in April that's going to make him, you know, all of a sudden change his mind about anything. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like for me, it's, it's still I'm not bought into them being for real. I think, you know, a lot of a lot of their success has been doing doing part to luck. You know, a little bit of it has just been, you know, uh, getting off to a hot start and, you know, fearing a huge amount of regression <laughs> on the way. Um, there, you know, but I mean, if, yeah, if they if if they somehow sweep the Astros and they they match up well with them, I mean, shoot, I mean, you kind of have to feel like this is a team that could maybe do something or at least like 
stay consistent for the first few months of the season. Um, right. As long as, you know, injuries don't occur. But, I mean, you know, we we talked about this after our show on uh, on Wednesday. You know, I said this to you, like, for once, the Mariners do have some depth. And they have... Um, they have backup, <laughs> you know, like they have, they have, uh, uh, you know, J.P. Crawford and, and um, all these bullpen arms with like Art Warren and Wyatt Mills. And then, you know, you think about like even like Festa and Tui Valala and all these guys that, you know, are either hurt or they're in AAA or, you know, and then you think about Long and, and, you know, later on down the road, like Kyle Lewis and all that. Even if there are injuries that occur, they do have depth, and they do have guys that could um, fulfill a role for them. And it, you know, because last year when they were, you know, when they were playing really good baseball and all that, but there were injuries, and you know, one of the reasons why they had to go out and trade for Fan and Alex Call because they just had no depth. And you know, people were asking you and I on Twitter, you know, who's next in AAA? Well, no one. You know, but now in AAA, you got Eric Swanson and you got Justice Sheffield and Shed Long and Braden Bishop and and uh, J.P. Crawford and Joey Carletta. You have guys that if one of your better players goes down, there is someone that can fulfill that role rather nicely, or at least you expect so. Right. They at least give you a shot. Yeah. Um Right. So uh, I would say that's true of every place, really, except the rotation. Um, yeah. I don't know. You, you kind of want, at the very least, you want to avoid inj- major injuries until June. And that's not something that you can control. Um, but you think because Shed Long does need a few months in AAA, JP Crawford needs at least a few months in AAA. Justice Sheffield and Eric Swanson, they could really use a few months in AAA. Um, yeah. So you really like to stay as healthy as you can for as long as you can. But, uh, yeah, you know, in terms of like, like you brought up the Alex Colomay and, uh, and Denard Span trade, if that same type of deal was on the table right now, and I don't know, you know, who the players would be or whatever, uh, but the Mariners should make that trade right away because what they gave up last year in, it was Andrew Moore and Tommy Romero. Yeah. That's nothing. Um, they gave up those two guys. They got Denard Span for five months. They got Alex Colomay for five months. And then they ended up flipping Colomay for uh, Narvaez, who they have for four years. So if that type of deal ever presents itself, um, the Mariners should take it regardless of their standing. And, um, and if we're being honest, I would trade Andrew Moore and Tommy Romero for Omar Narvaez. Yeah, like, I would. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. So I would too. I, yeah. So that's. Yeah, that was that's one of Jerry's better deals uh, that he's made, and it was amazing for the impact that it had on the team. Just right, you know, right then and there. Right. Um. So yeah. So I totally agree, and that's and you know, uh, last podcast we were asked, you know, what kind of deal or like what would Jerry look to do if this team is for real, something like that, you know. And obviously, those are kind of you know, once in a lifetime opportunities for, in terms of trades, like it's just so one-sided, but I mean, you got to assume that there's probably a similar deal out there for you. Um, like that if, if they need it. Right. It's about taking salary. Um, and the Mariners, uh, 
while there's a big narrative that they aren't spending any money this year, that's completely false. Their opening day payroll is about what it was last year, give or take $5 million ish. Um, but yeah, if, like I said, if we're in may and they're still playing this well, and I don't know, the blue Jays come up to Jerry and they offer, I don't know who's on the blue Jays, but you know what I mean? And they're just like, Hey, we'll give you this good reliever and this nice, useful outfield piece. Um, and we'll give them to you for two guys who max out as, you know, number five starters in four years, you just have to eat some salary. Then yeah, you should do it. You should do that deal. Um, because yeah. it's there's no downside whatsoever. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, that being said, there's almost nothing the Mariners could get to where I'm going to be like, yeah, you know what? See what Kellnick can get you. See what White yeah. or Lewis. Can, it's it's almost impossible for them to get there for me. But uh, yeah, and that's what I was talking about on the last podcast with you. Is just mm-hmm. like I just I they even if they're like I said, 20 games over 500, you know leading the division by like six games at the trade deadline. Yeah, they should do something, but they also shouldn't trade any one of your top prospects. You you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't divert from that, from that plan. You know, Kyle Lewis, uh, you know, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Justice Sheffield, Jared Kelnick, Logan Gilbert, those guys absolutely have to be off the table. Um, no unless what this well unless there is like just like unprecedented growth on your mate like i mean i i've liked what we've seen from yusei kikuchi so far but unless he like magically turns himself into a number one who can go 180 innings this year which isn't gonna you know what i mean like unless like three guys all of a sudden become stars like if tim beckham and domingo santana are this good which they're not but you, you know what i mean like if something drastically changes like that and you have a legitimate shot to win the world series, then yeah, you have to listen to that. But I just, I don't think that's possible. So, but yeah, yeah. you're, you're right. All those other guys, they're just off the table. I think like the most that you could hope for is what Jerry did last, uh, last July. And I know that was, uh, quite, uh, you know, unsatisfactory, but, uh, I think that's probably the smartest thing that he could have done. Um, and as annoying as as it is now, aren't you happy that he didn't give up, you know, Kyle Lewis for Jay Happ? Um, yeah. So, I think that's probably the best you can hope for. Yeah, I'm looking at you know, and I'm and I'm kind of going. I'm going to go into a different sport here to 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 use uh, for reference. But look at the Los Angeles Clippers and what they've done. You know, they just got into the into the NBA playoffs. They finished 48 and 34. They got rid of Blake Griffin. They got rid of DeAndre Jordan. They got rid of Chris Paul. You know, they got midseason. They got rid of Tobias Harris, who was their best player, and they still made the playoffs. And they still, you know, finished fourteen games over five hundred. That's kind of a similar thing here with the Mariners. They've gotten rid of all of their stars. You know, Cano, Cruz, et cetera, and they're winning. And you know, you don't like they if they keep playing like this they can get into a wild card without really making a huge move. And, you know, the Clippers, they got into the playoffs without having to make a huge move and really not having a clear-cut star on their team. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, those are two different sports, but when you just look at the general basis of of how those 
how the Clippers, you know, made the playoffs. The Mariners, that's that's kind of a similar situation in general. Just you don't have this guy, you know, you don't have that Mike Trout that are, are fundamentally sound and give you quality, you know, uh, playing time on a consistent basis. Yeah, they. The, you think about someone like Edwin Encarnacion, who's 36 and he hits dingers and walks a lot. That's great. He doesn't give you anything of like real defensive value, you know, but or flexibility. But and that's the thing is like they could probably if they're if they're playing this well, they could probably ride this out to a to a wild card if they're you know, I mean, because like look at the rest of the AL, it's not really that intimidating. Right. And we talked about that in the middle or in the middle of the offseason, um, certainly later in the offseason, where we looked at all the teams and we said, you know, who is 100 percent better than the Mariners, who has a better roster? And we looked at it and we said, what, the Yankees, the Red Sox, um, Houston, maybe Oakland, maybe Minnesota, maybe Cleveland. Like we only got like four, four, like absolute. Yeah, they're better than Seattle. Um, and the rest were like, well, you know, maybe probably, but not 100%. Um, so yeah, I just, I think, you know, and this is probably something we'll talk about more on our, uh, on our big podcast, but, um, I think like in terms of major moves, uh, in, in the, uh, in the buying category, um, if you're not talking about the division, then I'm not talking about buying, making any major moves at all. Um, yeah. I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sacrifice any part of my future plan for a one game wild card traveling to Boston to face. Chris. And I still feel, and I still feel like even even when uh, even if they were like I said you know at most like twenty games over five hundred leading the division et cetera, even then I still don't feel like the talent on this team they're just one player away. Right. You know they're just one ace away. No, they need to rebuild, you know, they need to build a, a solid bullpen. And I think that they can do that from within. But even like, even so, even if they were to add, like, let's say that they were in the mix for Jacob deGrom, right? Right. Like Jacob deGrom is great. He, but in addition to the rest of this rotation, they're not built to to win a, you know, a four game series against the Astros. Right. Or, you know, it's like it's or I mean, a, a seven game series against the Astros. That's not going to happen. Uh, so even then, I just that's why I say it like I just I'm not into the whole idea of trading, you know, Julio or, or Logan Gilbert or or Jared Kelnick, any of those guys, even if they're in such a great position, because it's just the given the talent, it's just I don't know. It's not. I I, I don't I you know, and obviously I said, I said this about the regular season and now they're performing well, but you know, I just, I don't think that the the level of talent on this team is good enough to just go into an actual playoff atmosphere. Right. April. <laughs> when we're talking about this, but you know, you kind of do have to acknowledge. Historic start only three teams have ever started. And last year, the Red Sox were 13 and two and they went on to win the world series. So it's, it's something that you can't necessarily ignore, but it's also, you know, you don't, you know, this is 15 games out of 162. There's still 147 games left. Right. So I guess that's just a long way of saying, uh, just enjoy the ride. Um, 
you know, if you want to start thinking about like trade opportunities and things like that, that's fine. Um, but I think for us, it's really about, Hey, you know what, let's, let's get to June, um, at least. And then maybe we can start talking about, you know, significant additions. Uh, but for now, just enjoy the ride, man. We don't know how long this is going to last. Um, you know, ignore the people who are telling you, you know, this is, Oh, of course they're going to fail. They're not good. Like, that's fine. You know what? And it's, they're probably not wrong. Um, but who cares? Your baseball team is good. Yeah, being skeptical about it doesn't make you special. So if you're one of yeah. those people that's listening to our podcast, it's a waste of breath. Just don't, don't, don't do that. Don't be that guy. You're, it's, it doesn't make you special. It doesn't like no one's gonna come back to you in September and be like, "Hey, man, you were right. We didn't see it. I'm an idiot." Like, no, there's no satisfaction in doing that. So just shut up. Yeah. You're just you're doing nothing but ruining someone's like good time. Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, nobody is no no Mariner fan who's being real with themselves honestly says, yep, this is just the team is just as good. Like, there's no way like, no, we all know. And yeah, just because you're saying it now when the team is hot, that doesn't make you special. It doesn't make you smarter than everybody. It just makes you annoying and a buzzkill. You know, yeah. um, you're you're don't be a goalie to other people's joy. You're either here to assist people or get out of their way. And uh just like I said, just have fun because we don't know how long this is going to last. Maybe it lasts all year, and that's fantastic. Um, maybe the team's about as good as we thought, and there's a really rough uh, rough month coming up. Um, but for now, enjoy it, have fun. It's baseball. It's a fun team. Uh, win or lose, they're gonna they're they've been fun so far. Um, so just enjoy it, enjoy the ride. So um, from all of us, I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Ty, you have anything you want to add before we sign off? I mean, it's the it's the Wade Miley revenge game. You know, we got the Carlos Santana revenge series coming up uh, at, right after. I mean, you know, we're we're seeing a lot of uh, old uh, old faces. You know, the team. You know, Mariner legends. Feel so. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a you know it's a big week. <laughs> hey, at least but, Carlos uh, Carlos Santana was a better Mariner than Wade Miley ever was. So that's true that's true yeah i mean uh wade miley didn't get you edwin and carnacion right so and a draft pick and a draft pick that... we should if, by the way if you're, yeah if you're going to the mariners game uh, against cleveland you should give a standing ovation to carlos santana um yeah. <laughs> just because yeah. just for fun um but yeah so anyways uh thank you guys so much for listening make sure you uh head to the website sotomojo.com if you want to read some more mariners content um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at SotoMojoFS. At, la- at last look, we were at 3,000 followers now. Yeah, um, we reached 3,000 today. So, yes. so uh, congrats, congrats mainly in order to you because I've only been uh, you know, handling half the duties of the account for six months now. So congrats to you and uh, yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for kind of setting the way here. Congrats to us all. I think that's been about uh, – I think we've just about doubled – um our twitter following since uh since last november uh so yeah that's it's really cool um i know it doesn't mean a whole lot to anybody else but it's just really cool to see the growth and all that stuff and track it um but yeah make sure you go to twitter and you follow us there at soto mojo fs if you guys want to ask us questions uh, if you have ideas for podcasts and things like that that's the best place to reach us that's what that's the platform we use um you can also find us on facebook uh as well as Instagram. We're not really all that active on those two platforms. 
Um, but if we get enough uh, requests and things like that, we will certainly up our our time on those two platforms. But yeah, uh, uh, Twitter is the best way to get a hold of us at Soto Mojo FS. Uh, you know, just make sure that you guys subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss anything. Um, the downloads really help us as well. So uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment if you like. And again, as always, if you guys have uh, suggestions or anything like that, shoot us a message on Twitter. We're more than willing to listen. So thank you guys so much for listening to the pod and uh, I will see you on another, in another life. Peace. Peace.